Welcome to episode four of Highlighted, the All Sports Culture Podcast. I'm Sully. I got my man, Kurt, with me. We asked our followers to send in some questions on Instagram. We got a great response, so thank you for that. We're going to go over all of those on today's episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, let's jump right into it. First question coming from Liam Shukel 3 says the Vikings have probably the most potential to improve next season, but won't because Kirk. Um, I don't know if I totally agree with this for two reasons. I don't really think that the Vikings have potential to improve based on their off season and all of that. I kind of think that they don't, I don't think they improved a ton. Um, and I also don't think Kirk is holding them back a ton either. I think Kirk is – he's decent. Uh, although, I mean, if they had a top five QB, yeah, they'd probably be Super Bowl contenders. But I don't, I don't know if Kirk's holding them back from improving, if that makes any sense. What do you think? I think with the Vikings team, you look at the draft, and a lot of people say they did have a great draft just because of the amount of draft picks they had and obviously getting so many players. But if you look at the free agency, you know, they didn't really do anything that stood out to me that they would like progress in such a way that makes them like a NFC championship team. So I think that you can't put the sole blame on Kirk because I think with Kirk, and I've said this before, um, I think he's just a guy who, because you look at like him choking in primetime games, you know, you want to make him out to be a bad quarterback when in all reality, he's actually a pretty decent quarterback. And I think that he is definitely not the reason why this team can't go far. Um, but I think it's just kind of the supporting cast. Not to say that that Vikings team isn't good. I just think that there are other factors on why they're not getting uh, farther in the playoffs and getting progressively better as a team instead of just kind of Kirk Cousins. So, Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next question, we got Uribe13. He says, in five years, who will be better, Burrow, Tua, or Herbert? I mean, that's a pretty good question. I think all QBs, honestly, have a lot of potential in the NFL. I'm going to pro- – I'd probably go with – Burrow just because I do think he's very very good I think he's going into a very good offense better than Tua is and better than Herbert is although Herbert has a pretty decent offense as well but I think the Bengals offense is like set up just for Burrow to be very very good in the future but honestly I also could see Herbert being it I was a Herbert guy for a while we talked about this in the last podcast but um, if you put a gun to my head I would say Burrow what would you say yeah so for me Everyone likes to kind of look at their talent, but I think a huge thing is kind of the fit and scheme of what team they're on. So I think with Burrow, you look at the Bengals, and obviously right now the Bengals aren't the best team, but the narrative of they're never going to get to the playoffs is a false one because if you look at kind of what they did, that Bengals team from 2011 and 2015 under Dalton, they were actually a pretty successful football team. And I think that Burrow has a lot of potential to be better than uh, Andy Dalton. So I think that, you know, if – all things kind of go well, you know, no major injuries happen to him, then I think that that Bengals team led by him could be very good. You look at Tua and, you know, same thing kind of with them. You know, Miami's building a supporting cast under Tua. Um, The biggest thing is if he can kind of stay off the injuries. And I think a big factor of that is kind of, you know, not rushing him in. So, um, but with Herbert, you know, that Chargers team, uh, I think they're in a little bit of a, weird situation because like we uh, made that post on all sports culture, they kind of have a lot of free agents in 2021. So it'll be, you know, a lot of that team kind of falling apart. So I don't think that Herbert is going to have the best fit with the Chargers. So for me, I would go Burrow with that Bengals just because I think that in five years, you're going to see progressiveness from uh, 
uh, Burrow and that Bengals offense. And I think that they could be a really good team actually in the next couple of years. Yeah. Just don't sleep on Herbert, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's a goat. Right. All right. Move, moving on. Uh, we got, I use this to DM people. Great username. Gotta say, uh, he said, this isn't a sports related question, but he said that little baby and the baby one had me stuck. That's close. He's talking about the polls we ran on our account. Yeah. That little baby versus the baby. I think the baby blows little baby out of the water. I think little baby, like, honestly, I can barely understand what that guy's saying when he raps. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, I like some people, that's their style. I, I respect it. But uh, I mean, there's a couple songs where I like, I mean, you're talking about the Drake song, little baby. Um, what is that song called? That song slaps. I forget what it's called. Brand new whip got new keys. But that that song's dope. But other than that, not a huge little baby fan. The baby slaps though. You taking the baby or little baby? I'm taking little baby. I mean, damn, I with, bro. I think with the baby, like it's too many babies, dude. I, that's <laughs> honestly, over. but with the baby, it's like all the songs just sound so similar for me. And oh, that, yeah, I mean, like, you're not wrong, right? But like, if you like that style, then obviously he's gonna be a big fan of yours. But like, I'm just not a fan of kind of. Him and like if every song and if every song is the same, then I'm never gonna like him. But with Lil Baby, I really liked. I really liked my turn. I think that he has a really good set of albums. So I'm gonna take Lil Baby in this situation. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, moving on, we got T.J. Freer. Will the Ravens win a Super Bowl, or will Lamar stick to being that QB that can't win the big game? Uh, I don't really. I don't think. I think it's a completely unfair to label Lamar as a QB that can't win ten games. First of all, just because like it, there's this thing in the NFL where if you're really young, like no, 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 young age doesn't have to do with this. Now does have the second part, but if you're a QB and you're really, really good, um, people don't really account for age. Like if like Lamar, what is he? He's literally like 25 years old, 24 years old. I think he's younger. Let me double check on that. Yeah, he yeah, could 23. be like 20. Yeah, he's 23 years old. So, like, he had a great, great season, and then, like, he gets to the playoffs. And, I mean, yeah, he's been there twice, but it's just, like, I think people are underestimating the fact that the guy's 23 years old. Right. Like, everyone – Jordan didn't win in the playoffs the first, whatever, three, four times. Like, it's – people aren't going to win the first time they get somewhere. It's just as good as the player might be. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, like – I mean, honestly, he probably should have went to the Super Bowl two years ago with those dumb overtime rules. So that's kind of an outlier. He's also the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. I think people just give everyone a hard knack and they kind of forget age. It's just like, oh, you went to the playoffs and you choked after having a great season. Like, oh, you must be a choker for your career. I just don't think that's the case, it, especially with Lamar. With some people, maybe, but not with Lamar. I think with Lamar, everyone kind of – had the prediction of like I don't think he's gonna be a good quarterback you know and then when he kind of proved them wrong they want to find every way possible to kind of bash him in a way so I think that that's the only way they can really bring him down is that playoff game against Tennessee because like he man he just had a historical NFL season so you definitely can't bring him down for what he did in the regular season um, and if you look at what that Tennessee Titans Baltimore Ravens game looked like I mean, Lamar didn't play the best game. I think we can both agree on that. But he wasn't a yeah. sole reason why they lost that game. A lot of it was just oh, because that, that defense for Baltimore just did not play the way they did in the regular season. <laughs> Derrick Henry just ran over them. So, I think with Lamar, um, he by far has the potential to lead that Ravens team, especially if he continues and does uh, what he did 
this past season. I think that this Ravens team has a great chance of becoming a Super Bowl contender even next year, even winning it all. So I think that, um, you know, him just choking the playoffs is a narrative that we should not be establishing. So. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely too early in his career, especially because he was so good that we got to give him a couple chances. Right. And yeah. Also, and if like yeah. in two years or like three years, it's continuing him losing in the first round, then I have no problem with saying that. But with one year, it's just it's so unfair to label him as that. So G Money, both a bunch of numbers, and Aryan Kahara actually asked the same question. They said Broncos going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to look at the Broncos schedule, but I do like that team a lot. Definitely very, very young, especially on the offensive side of the ball or specifically on the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, it might be a little bit tough for them right out of the gate, but, uh, if they don't make it this year, they're a hundred percent going to make it next year. Um, I do have them making a deep playoff run in the next three, four years. So, um, I don't know about this year just so they're just cause they're so young, but I think that they got a really good chance. What do you think? I fell in love with this Broncos team even before they made the amazing free agency moves. I was a big fan of Locke, especially coming out of Missouri and out of college. Um, and then you look at their free agency moves and their draft, and you just kind of have to give them like an A, A-plus for that free agency draft. So I think that they had the potential to be a 10-11 to 11 win team. Uh, you look at the offense, it's just phenomenal, and I think that they're going to be an exceptional team. And the great thing about that team is they're so young. Um, so if things don't line up this year, it's obviously not the end of the world. And they have still many years in order to get to that promised land. But for me, I think that, um, you know, with the AFC West, you know, the Chiefs obviously are going to be great this year. They're going to make a deep playoff run. But with the Raiders and the Chargers, you know, it's really not like those two teams are exceptional. So I think that the Broncos could win, uh, you know, two games against both of those teams. And obviously that helps the record. So I think that with this Broncos team, you know, I think they have the potential to be really good this year. So I'm super excited to see them. And I think that they are by far, in my opinion, a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, Drew Locke is the truth, baby. That's what I'm saying. Um, Gagel asked, this is an interesting question. Uh, is creating fake charities to donate to for tax reductions, tax deductions, a sport? Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's a sport, but it does sound pretty interesting, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure them, people do that all the time, honestly. Like, right? Yeah, like I'll, give them like the, uh, I'll give them the credit of working hard, but I don't know if that's the exact definition of a sport. But yeah. he can think whatever he wants, but I don't know. I don't think yeah. we're the right people to ask. Yeah, I don't know much about the tax deduction area. It's not my specialty. Right. Um, we could do all tax culture. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe that's our yeah, next. Uh, let venture. us know if you want us to make that account just for <laughs> all you. tax culture, baby. <laughs> uh, then Cheetah John 04 said Bengals beat projections with Joe Burrow leading them. I don't know their win total, but I would say if I had to guess, I would say the Bengals are probably at six and a half wins. You think that's accurate? I would say like. Maybe Five, seven. Honestly. Oh, you think that? Low? I think it's low. I think it's low. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, five and a half, six and a half, maybe something like that. I would take. I would take the over on five and a half. I think. I think they can win six games. Um, <sighs> it's know. hard to say. It is. It's hard to say with a rookie QB. I mean, it's so possible that Burrow comes about. He's really, really good. It's also possible he is. You know, I don't know who. There's QBs that start slow and then they turn it on and 
season two, three. So right, and it's like with this um, Bengals team. Like I look at this team, and they're getting Jonah Williams back, who's a I think gonna be a really good offensive tackle. You know, Zach Taylor I think is gonna work really well with Joe Burrow. So you kind of look at this Bengals team, and you realize they're gonna be. You know, they have the potential to be a lot better than people say, just like his questions asking. But and then you look at last year, and you realize how bad they were. So it kind of it's kind of hard to predict that in a way, but if I had to guess like a win total off the top of my head, I'd probably go like five or five and a half. That's just my guess. So I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think they're probably going to go like undefeated, maybe the Super Bowl. I'm not sure, you know? Yeah, I, I um, agree. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, we got Big Joe's Restaurant of Mac Achillin. Okay, it's an interesting <laughs> name. Love he it. says Jimmy Neutron will be traded to the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right jimmy neutron I, he would be a decent football player he's a little small but he's got a big head so i feel like he'd be able to brain blast or some shit right. and like study out, out like he would just know how to beat everyone so right. uh, if that's an interesting he goes move from to the, the bills, bills then i think josh allen's got to watch out but yeah yeah i agree i mean that's gonna take at least three first rounders jimmy neutron, right, exactly like, that's, exactly and you got carl weezer too like he, they're obviously a package deal so it's that's tough right there. That's a bold prediction, honestly. I just love um, how, like, the name of the person who asked how the question. How think about that? Right. And then just the question is just altogether amazing. Yeah, that guy's nice. We might have to add that guy to all sports culture like that. Right. Let's get him uh, on the podcast next week. <laughs> yeah, we're talking cartoon trades that happen in the NFL. That's our next post. Yeah. Um, then we got TYB something EJ. He says Patriots will not tank and will have above nine wins. I totally disagree. I'm not sure the Patriots are going to tank. I just don't think they can win nine games. Like I, I just don't think it's possible. Uh, the defense is really good, but if Jarrett Stidham is your quarterback, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't. It's possible this guy comes in. He's Jimmy G, but I just don't think right. it's going to happen. So I think with this Patriots team, uh, you know, if you look at their offensive weapons, you know, you have Edelman, and that's about it. Like, I want to classify Jarrett Stidham as a, like, good Tony Michelle, baby. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's all right. Like, like, Stidham has not proved anything. I mean, like you said, he could literally be like the next Tom Brady, and of course that would happen with the Patriots. But I just don't know so far to make a judgment on that call. But um, I think that – with Belichick, you know, he's the best coach of all time. And I think that if anyone's going to lead this team to victory, it's him. And I think that they have a chance to go like, I think they're going to go like seven and nine, eight and eight. But like I said, anything can happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get at like 10 wins and just shock the world and just like win a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's like, yeah. That would be insane. I did it. So. I mean, he's got magic, but I don't know if he's got witchcraft or whatever that would be. So. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the Patriots are going to get Trevor Lawrence. They're going to win seven out of the next nine yeah, Super Bowls. Right, right. And then we're fucked. But uh, moving on, we got Rashab Mohan, 11. He said, who had a better career, Shaq or Duncan? Uh, that's a good question. I would say Duncan had a better career if you take into account all the championships. Obviously, Shaq won a ton himself. But I also think that moving around to a bunch of different teams is kind of a legacy tainter a little bit. Like, it hurts a little bit. Um, I would say Duncan did it with one team his entire career. Mm -hmm. He obviously had incredible stats. Um, 
Shaq is definitely more dominant. And I think that if he kept himself in shape his entire career and really cared more about basketball rather than letting his ego get in the way and all of that, I think they probably would have had one of the best careers ever. Um, but like I said, he kind of fell off a little bit at the end. He just let himself go. Uh, but I, I would say Duncan. Uh, it's hard to say, though. But Shaq is definitely the better player to me, in my opinion, at their primes. Yeah, so I was just – I'm basically going to reiterate what you said. I think that when you're looking at in their primes, Shaq was a better player. But if you're looking at a career overview, you know, you look at Duncan, and even when he was ending, like, the end of his career in 2014, he still was a major impact on that Spurs team. So I think that throughout his career, he was still – performing at a high level, but you look at Shaq, he kind of fell off at the end, had to switch to so many teams. Um, and I think, like you said, that kind of brings down his career, I guess, status or legacy. Um, so for me, I think from a career perspective, I would go with Tim Duncan, but like just looking at the player in their prime who is better, I would go Shaq. So. Yeah. I mean, no one likes to watch someone that just like dinks it off the backboard for 25 points a night, but that's what Duncan did and it was effective and he won a lot of games. So, right. Um, like Shaq was definitely more interesting to watch, but yeah, Duncan, Duncan's a beast too. Uh, NFL throne shout out to AJ asked, will Des ever play a snap again? I don't really think so. Um, I, I don't see how he would be a major contributor to a team. I mean, it's possible he does get signed, but uh, I think it's like it would be like three receptions. It'd be like Demarius Thomas, basically, what he is now, and probably even less. Um, yeah. I, I, I just feel like, obviously, the injuries, and it's been a while, so. I, I kind of feel bad because with Dez, you know, when he signed with the Saints, it was two years ago, I think. Um, like, that's pretty exciting, and I think that everyone's excited to see what he could do, but then it, he got injured in practice, and you're like, dang. So I think that – I think – he won't play a meaningful snap, but maybe it's one of those situations where like the Dallas Cowboys bring him back on like a one day contract and let him retire as a Cowboy. But I don't think that, you know, he would still take a snap in that instance. So for me, I would go with no. And I don't really think, I can't really think of a team off the top of my head that would need a wide receiver like Des Bryant. So I think for me, it's very unlikely to see him kind of participate in be a, huge contributor to a uh, NFL team. So TWD 808 asked Saints lose, or he said Saints lose in the Super Bowl. I think it's fair. Um, I mean, the Saints are definitely a really good team. Drew Brees coming back for one more year. Then he's headed to TV. Uh, Drew, I mean, Drew Brees is like an unbelievable quarterback. I feel like he's underrated all the time. Like people don't really respect him year after year. He's at the top of this like statistics leaderboards, but at the same time, like how much playoff success has he really had besides that one Super Bowl win? Yeah, I agree with that. I think especially with, outdoors. So it's like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think, see them making the Super Bowl in my opinion. Um. I think the Saints team, you know, they were always on top of the NFC South, but now with the Buccaneers, with Brady, Gronk, just name off how good that uh, Buccaneers team is. But I think now you have to factor in how it's going to be a tough division even to win. So I think that the Saints having their chance in the last couple of years to just always win that division, go and get a, you know, 
obviously a high seed in the uh, NFL playoffs and then work your way to the Super Bowl. They never really succeeded. So I think that now, with especially with Breeze, and I'm not taking anything away from Breeze. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but taking away that he is, you know, having one or two years left and he's going to retire, head off the TV, then I think that you have to realize that it's probably not going to come soon or probably not going to come that he's going to win a uh, Super Bowl. So I'm going to have to go with no, and I don't expect uh, the Saints to make the Super Bowl or win it this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, then we got Matt Sully asked, why is Sully the best human being ever? Oh, this guy, look at this guy. He knows what's up, man. Matt I, Sully, I would, you, I agree you're with a genius. Him, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, that guy's smart as fuck. Dude. All right. Then we got uh, Steph Fonte. Uh, TJ Watt will win Defensive Player of the Year. I think that's incredibly accurate, in my opinion. Like, I think that's like a great prediction. Uh, TJ Watt's definitely a beast. Um, who won defensive player of the year last year? Was it Gilmore? I think it was Gilmore. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah TJ Watt, obviously. TJ Watt was like, he came in second or third. I know that. Right. So he has a great chance, obviously. Steelers have a great defense. That always helps when you're playing with a great defense. Um, so I, I think TJ Watt, is that's a great prediction in my opinion. Do you have a different option? No, I think that um he is a good option especially i think a lot of it has to do with kind of team success and i'm not saying that the steelers aren't gonna have a good year but uh you know with a tough division i think that maybe because i expect the browns to a lot better you know if they go like five and eleven or like six and ten i don't think it's gonna happen then maybe you're like okay he shouldn't win it but i think that there's a good chance um he is a phenomenal player and like you said he's kind of progressively got better each year um you know, I think the odds have Donald in first, but I think maybe another player you're looking at is uh, yeah. um, Nick Bosa. And I, think I was going to say him, yeah. That's a good Because option. look at his rookie year. He did phenomenal. And if he can have that sophomore jump, especially with the four ers kind of continuing to do very well, then I think that he could be a good possibility to win defense player of the year. Yeah. Also, Miles Garrett's up there. Yeah. If he can stay on the field and not assault anyone with his <laughs> helmet. But, uh, yeah. If you can keep his helmet on, then yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, We got Nick Sargent, 12, two, actually, says Packers win the NFC North again. I agree. Uh, Vikings is definitely a really solid team. Uh, Lions are obviously not great, but they're also tough with Stafford. If Stafford's in, it's a tough team to play. Uh, The Bears, obviously good defense, but Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, whoever it is, I think it's unlikely they get a ton of production out of the QB position, no matter who it is. So the Bears probably don't really have a chance there. And the Packers had a draft that almost didn't improve their team in any sense. But uh, I still feel like the, like maybe you light a fire under Rodgers. He's got at least two more years of good football left in him, in my opinion. Um, so I have I would have them winning that FC North. Yeah, the Vikings. I don't really don't have like a – you know, everything that you said is kind of my opinion. I think that the Vikings did very well um, in the draft and the, obviously the Packers, everyone knows my feelings towards that draft. But I think that even looking at, you know, the Packers team, they still were one and one away from the Super Bowl. And I think that they still have an incredible roster. Uh, so for me, I still have them winning the division. And, you know, in all honesty, I think it's going to be kind of with these. I think they win it with like by two or three wins instead of kind of like a close battle at the end. So I had the Packers and by kind of a wide margin. So. So Anthony Stewart, 13, said top 10 greatest QBs of all time. All right, well, we don't – I don't got the brain power to list off the top 10 greatest QBs of all time 
like off the top of my head, but I could tell you that Tom Brady is number one, undoubtedly. If we're talking greatest, Tom Brady's number one. I right. really don't think that there's a debate. Um, I mean, just look at all the rings. It's really all you need to know. Team success. He has the individual accolades as well. Um, that number two, uh, I mean, I guess Montana. Obviously, I would go Montana, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of people argue Montana might be greater than Brady. I don't think so, but got to put Montana second. Uh, after that, it definitely gets pretty murky, I'd say. Um, I feel like you can look- some people – I think – I don't want to seem kind of recency biased, but I think with three, four, five, I don't know the correct order. I would probably go like Breeze, Manning, and either like – Yeah, I'd probably put Peyton at third, I'd say. Yeah, and then – probably breeze at four and then maybe at five you have like you could go rogers i know that's a kind of a not a popular answer or you could go like you know johnny unitas i'm just kind of trying to think of some quarterbacks maybe like johnny manzel i I agree yeah johnny manzel then probably jamarcus russell nathan peterman uh yeah nathan peterman's up there yeah, that's 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 a that's about our top ten. That rounds it out. <laughs> uh, Shug Shug Nine asked Breeze or Brady. Uh, if you're talking now, I'm taking Breeze 100. Uh, percent Talking career, obviously taking Brady. I, what do you think? No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't think Brady can throw the ball more than like 25 yards anymore. But I'll probably prove me wrong, and I'm happy if he will. So right. we'll see. Uh, two will be a top five QB in the league within five years. Um, does he have the talent? Yeah. Does he have the athleticism? Yes. Um, does he have the durability? Not really. Do the Dolphins have an offensive line? No. So uh, it's going to be tough for him to uh, stay healthy and all that. So, I mean, it's possible. We'll, we'll see. What do you think? Top five QB in five years? Like- what would you say? I just think there's so many good quarterbacks in the league. And, like, every year you have, like, a quarterback that everyone's so excited about, and they make the same argument. They're like, he's going to be a top-five quarterback in five years. And it's like, I mean, okay, he has the potential. To be yeah, really you can't, have, but like, you can't this, have 15 top-five quarterbacks. So. Right, exactly. And, like, not everyone's going to be, like, a Patrick Mahomes, you know, who did become a top-five quarterback in the next five years. But, like, I mean, yeah. it, and it's, like, so hard to predict. Like, I don't know if, like, he's going to, like, set a rookie – touchdown record next year if he's going to get injured week two you know what I mean so it's like yeah I think it's so hard to predict that but I mean I think he has the talent and he has the ability to it's just will the Dolphins you know not mess it up and put him in a great position to win and stay healthy it's kind of the biggest question for me yeah I agree with that uh, Matt Sam, shout out, Matty. He's the homie. He said Pete Rose Hall of Fame. Honestly, I don't know anything about this. Did he like? Did he do steroids and they won't let him in? Is that what it is? I think. Um, I think. I'm not too big on baseball history. I think he bet on. He bet. I think he bet on games he played in. What? Let that man in. That's dope. I. I let me just double check that super fast. Um, That's sick. If that is true, he's my favorite athlete. Like he bet on his own team, or he bet on the. I, enemy I think team or like maybe like I, that's I like I, I could be completely wrong, but I think that's the reason. But if that is the reason, then that that's that's that's, that's legendary. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. If you bet on your own team, I you should be able to do that. All power to you. Like you're trying to win regardless. Like if you bet, like you're not. Like, you know what I mean? In my opinion, I don't know. I feel like if you bet, like what is 
it's not changing how you play. You're not like, maybe you play harder. That's good. If that's the case, I don't know. I really don't think betting on your own team should be a problem. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure it out if I'm completely right, but we're just, we're just going to go with that, you know? Yeah. So we're going to go with Pete Rose is the number okay, one yeah. athlete. Of all, all right. Time. Here's what it says. Rose was banned for life from major league baseball for allegedly betting on the game. So we think that it is, but at the same time, we also support gambling. So. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves gambling. Come on. Uh, then we got Winchester Nathan. Says, chances of the Chiefs repeating this year? I think very, very hot. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, when you got the best quarterback in the league, plus a defense that actually isn't as bad as everyone thought it was. Like, But the second half of the year and into the playoffs, the Chiefs had like a top seven defense. They, they got hot at the right time. So, honestly, do I think that's going to continue over? Hard to say. But um, right now you got Mahomes on your rookie contract. I think it's entirely possible they rattle off maybe. I mean, I think it's yeah. I think they're going to win next year. After that, I'll probably get an extension. But uh, I, I think he should win this year, the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs kind of have no reason not to win it. You know, it's basically the same exact team. Mahomes still on his rookie contract. Like, you have every reason to repeat as champion. So, and I think that we all – for the most part, I can kind of agree that the Chiefs are at least the best, or if not, the second best team in the uh, AFC or even in the NFL. So I think that, uh, no, Chiefs a Super Bowl. I like it. Yeah, and I like I said, I think they would have won two years ago if he, if Mahomes was able to get the ball in overtime. Right. It, it's like because that was the Patriots play the Rams, right? That um, yeah, it did. Two and years it was ago, like yeah. the most boring. And the Rams game. scored what three points? I yeah, think it was three points, right? Like, Mahomes was obviously ringing 48 on their heads. Like, everyone knows that. So, right. like, dude, do you remember that Rams-Chiefs game two years ago? That was yeah. the best thing I've ever watched. The Monday Night Football game? That is the best. Besides Booger, that was the best football game I've ever watched. No, it was great. It was great. That shit was crazy. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs repeating. You heard it here first. Um, we got A.J. underscore E. Okay. That's an interesting name. Uh, he says best worst scenario for the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I assume he's asking the best season they could have and the worst. Uh, worst season, the Falcons are pretty much like they're kind of like the Eagles in my opinion. That you always think they're going to do really well, and then they end up with their entire team hurt, mm-hmm. and then they kind of just like fall apart. Um, and Matt Ryan always has a pretty solid year, just like Carson Wentz always has a pretty solid year. Um, Matt Ryan definitely has more weapons than Carson Wentz, to be fair, but they did lose Hooper, which kind of sucks. But I also consider Hooper kind of a system tight end to me, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's definitely better than whatever they have right now. Uh, but I don't I think it's a huge loss. They got Gurley on the one-year deal. I think that could be huge for them, uh, depending on how he turns out. I think just health is the biggest thing. I think the Falcons have – they have a chance to win nine, ten games. Uh, they're talented. Matt Ryan's still a really good quarterback. But – like I said, they could still be a walking hospital and win five, six games again. Yeah, so um, the Falcons every year, I have someone tell me that they're a playoff team and they're not a playoff team. So I don't understand. And, you know, I think that that trend continues this year. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a good year. You know, I remember last year, everyone was telling me that the Falcons are going to go to like the NFC Championship. And I was like, I mean, I, I just don't see it. But, and, you know, I was right because that's the all sports culture way. Um, but I think that, uh, Are you talking shit? 
I think that with the <laughs> Falcons, um, they their ceiling is like for me like nine seven, and you know the four is like five and eleven, six and ten. So I I expect them to be like a five hundred team. That's fair. Uh, we got person thirty one point four said Justin Herbert comes in at midseason but gets benched soon due to poor performance. Uh, I don't. I when was the last time you've seen a QB come in midseason then they get benched for like that is not the way you do a rookie QB. Um, if you bring them in, which I think it's unlikely that they do bring him in, uh, well maybe for like the last three games. But if you're coming, if you're bringing him in before like week eight. I think it's unlikely that you bench him just because you you bring in a rookie quarterback, he doesn't do too hot, and then you bench him. That's you destroys his confidence. It just puts a bad taste between him and management and him and the coaching staff and all that. That's just not something you want to do to a rookie. Um, you're kind of expecting them to struggle a little bit, make mistakes. So uh, I think that it's unlikely that he'd get benched midseason if he were to come in. But I think it's also possible he only plays two games. Yeah, I mean – I don't really have too much to add on. I think you kind of covered it well. I just, I don't know. I think that what you said basically sums up my own opinion. So, <laughs> look at that, dude. We're just we're on the same page. Exactly. I'm gonna let you answer this one first this time. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm gonna hit it to you. It's a softball. Maybe not. It's a little bit of an interesting one. We got Brady Bender, 56, says Peyton Manning, the goat. He broke every record faster. What do you have to say about that? Um. With Manning, I think that – I okay, a lot of people think that – I'll give you this. I think Manning is better than Breeze. I think that you look at Manning, everything is done in his career, and from a statistical point of view, he is very good. But how are you going to put him ahead of the guy who's won six rings and is constantly considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Tom Brady? And then you go back to uh, Joe Montana and everything he did. I don't think it's very possible to put them ahead of them. Um, but I think that you're right on the track if you think that he's a top three quarterback. I'm not mad about that opinion. Um, you know, look at what he did with the Colts and even with the Broncos winning that uh, second ring. Then I think that, you know, he was very good. And I think that, um, uh, you know, the argument of he is a top three quarterback rather than Manning is one that I agree with, but I wouldn't put him as the goat of quarterbacks. All right, underrated asks, Eagles are a contender, or he said, Eagles are a contender for years to come with Wentz under center. I mean, the problem with Wentz is everyone knows he's good. He just can't stay on the field. I mean, every playoff game he's went into, he's um, left with an injury. Uh, a lot of games he doesn't even make it to – a lot of seasons he doesn't even make it to the playoffs. So, Eagles are solid. It's just Wentz's health is really the thing holding them back. Um, so, in my opinion, that's, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I mean – if you can stay healthy, I mean, you saw that, you know, even when they won the Super Bowl, how good he was in the regular season. I think that, like, you know, he's not the problem on why they, you know, I think from a health standpoint, he is a problem, but talent-wise, he obviously isn't. So I think that if you can stay on the field, then your argument's correct. I think that they can be a playoff contender for the uh, years to come. But the problem is every year it just seems like there is an injury or something that he can't stay on the field. So, you know, if you can – guess help deal with that health problem then i like your argument but until he can prove that he can stay on the field because like we've seen in the past the man just has gotten replaced because of his health problems so i think that uh you know if he can stay healthy then i'm not opposed to your argument 
Yeah, and honestly, it's not even just his health either. Like the entire Eagles are just right. It's a walking hospital over there, so yeah, they got to get a new doctor or something. Maybe I could fill in for a day. Or I don't know. I, hey, I um, like it. <laughs> underrated also as Dallas won't pay Dak and move on from him after. I don't. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, underrated said Dallas won't pay Dak and move. Yeah. Underrated said Dallas won't pay Dak and move on from him after the 2020 season i don't think so just because it's it's very rare you get a everyone knows dak is a solid solid qb like even even borderline like where he's 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 on the level where you want him as a franchise quarterback in my opinion um it's tough to say if he can really bring you to the next level but when you find a quarterback like that where you're happy and you're stable and it's very rare that you move on from that i would say the last time that happened was like kirk cousins with washington um, but I think Dak has shown that he's is probably well, yeah, I would say Dak has shown that he's probably better than Kirk Cousins was in Washington, in my opinion. Um I just don't see that moving on from Dak. Yeah, um for me, I think that they're gonna stick with Dak, but in all honesty, I think it's the best decision that they move on from Dak because we've seen that, at least in my opinion, I think that it's better if you don't pay your court like because Dak's gonna want thirty-five plus million a year which in my opinion is absurd and I think that he's a phenomenal quarterback but the fact that he wants that much I think is just I, I don't agree with it so I think that if you're looking at a financial standpoint and you can rock with like Dalton or if you don't want to rock with Dalton and you want to rock with like Cam Newton's gonna take a lot less than uh Dak Prescott or if you want to find like another quarterback like Tyrod Taylor there's a lot of quarterbacks out there who are gonna you know accept a lot less money than Dak Prescott will then I think in my opinion it just makes more sense because you can help keep that offensive line that everyone just loves, you know, help establish that defense. And I think that, you know, you look at the supporting cast around Dallas and they have a chance to, you know, with a few pieces be super good. And I think with the quarterback under center, you don't need that phenomenal quarterback like Dak. You can rock with a Dalton or a Tyrod Taylor, who is not the best quarterback, but just gets the job done um, and is, amazing from a financial standpoint so I think that that's the path they should head in but what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to pay Dak like 37 million a year um, and I think that it's going to take a toll on them for the next couple of years yeah I mean I, I I think that they will pay Dak and I think that it might come to bite them in the end they'll never really have great success but in my opinion I just don't see them even if it is the right move to move on, I just don't see them moving on. It's just like when you get a QB like that, everyone's like, you're just mortified to like let them go. I feel like because QBs are pretty rare. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Micah asked Devin Booker, shout out AC. Devin Booker is better than Donovan Mitchell and Drew Holiday. Um, I, I just like, I don't really like these questions, honestly. It, it's impossible to say, let's be honest. Like, Devin Booker has had no team success. He drops like 30 points a night. He is pretty efficient. He, he's obviously a really good scorer. Everyone knows that he doesn't play great defense. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's obviously been on a better career his entire um, his entire career. He's been on a better team. Drew Holiday also hasn't had much playoff success, but he also plays great defense. He's a pretty good scorer. Does pretty much everything. I mean, it's hard to it's so hard to compare these players, like especially when they're in such different circumstances. But if you're gonna make me pick them, I would say I'd probably take Donovan Mitchell, then I would take Booker, then I would take Drew Holiday. Yeah, I agree with the uh, three kind of the order you went in. I think it's so hard because with Booker, um, his just his team's so bad, but he is really good on that team. So 
you know, I would like to see him kind of in a winning culture, a winning team and see how he does there. Is he still going to drop like 30 a night or is he going to obviously take a toll back and drop like 15? It's just hard to say. Um, with Mitchell, you know, he came into the league and was already on a winning team, made the playoffs his rookie season. And then Drew Holiday, you know, hasn't had the success from a team perspective as Donovan Mitchell, but, you know, he's done a lot better with his team than uh, Devin Booker has. So I think that it's so hard to compare them, but I agree with you. I think the order I would go in is Mitchell, Booker, and Holiday. But it's just so hard to compare them for the fact that they're in such different circumstances. So That's it for episode four of Highlighted the All Sports Culture podcast. We had a blast answering all your questions. Unfortunately, we're, we weren't able to get through all of them, so we can revisit them in next week's episodes. If you guys want to see more Q&As like this, just let us know. And remember to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and a like on YouTube if you guys are watching over there. But for now, Sully and Kurt out.